and oh, welcome God. to Jesus fucking Christ. Fucking Christ. That was very Why? loud. Why? I, I have to agree with Ames. That was very loud. Too much. Take two then. To a star to steer her by episode 169. Ow! This week we will be looking at the House of Quark and Equilibrium. Nice. I'm Chris, and joining me today are Ames, Caitlin, and me, Jake. Jake loves going last. First up in the House of Quark. Business is slow at Quark's bar because a bunch of people have left DS9 because, oh shit, the Dominion could be here any day now with their friggin' cockroach-ass-looking ships and Odo-ass-looking leaders. But there is a drunk-ass Klingon there who's all like, I'm out of money! I don't remember there being that much ass in this episode, but you've described a lot of ass. I'm out of money! And Quark is all, I'm going to stand up to him. And then Quark is like, oh god, no, I'm not. He's a Klingon. But then the Klingon's like, I'm going to stab you anyway. And they grapple and fall. And the Klingon lands on his own knife. And Quark is like, oh shiz. And then, you know, everyone's gawking while security's there cleaning up the mess. And Quark goes, oh ho, me thinks me sees a chance to make some profit. So he embellishes the tale. It was a... Daring hand-to-hand battle, self-defense, and people swarm into the bar to hear the story and to drink. And he's like, yes. I like both of these things. Yeah. And then, you know, Brom is all, but brother, oh, what if something happens? Like, well, then we'll tell the truth when I need to. And sure enough, like, two days later, a big angry Klingon is all like, I was his brother. And Quark's like, oh, God, I will tell you the truth. It would be terrible if he died in an accident. I would be livid. He died a warrior's death! So he thinks everything's all fine and dandy. But then a lady Klingon shows up. And she's all, I'ma stab ya! And he's all like, ah! And she's like, you didn't beat my husband in honorable combat. And he's like, well, you know. It was an accident, but the brother... It's not his brother, it's his rival! And now... Oh, I thought he was his brother. Nope. Um... He wanted someone to say that he died a warrior's death because the thing is, you know... Klingon culture is fucked. Because, like, a woman can't lead a house, but because this guy had permanent whiskey dick, he didn't have a male heir. And she was like... Whiskey dicks? Yeah, whiskey dicks. Sorry, whiskey dicks. Does that mean he also has whiskey stones? You ever heard your own whiskey dick? No. no, of course I have. I haven't, but I It basically just means have you're you such not, a drunkard you can't get an erection. Have you not heard of whiskey stones? <laughs> They're those, like... Fucking using rocks instead of ice. Like yeah, you freeze. Yeah, yeah, I was just, I was just using, I was just, I was. You I did went. a shitty job. Where are the whiskey balls? I don't know. It's where they store the whiskey pee. Definitely anyway, where the pee is stored. So the whole thing was he didn't have a male heir, and had he died a not warrior's death, this somehow could have allowed for a special dispensation where Gowron could be like, you know what? Look at my eyes. The woman can lead the house. Dude, I was so excited when Gowron showed Glory to you and your house. Exactly. So, Quark goes... No, he's kidnapped by the wife to go to Kronos. And uh, there's this whole thing. And the short version is that eventually Quark realizes, wait a minute. He's looking at all the books and this and that. He's like... Don't forget, he gets... He gets uh, married to her. Yes, yes. They get married. Non-consensually. Forcibly, yeah. Forcibly yes. But he works out, wait a minute, 
all your like husband's investments and everything went wrong because they're being manipulated by his rival. And Quark stands up with like he basically gives everyone an Excel spreadsheet and is trying to explain the finances of everything. And the Klingons are confused as fuck. And Gowron's all like, "What? What the fuck is this?" And the guy's like, "He's a liar. He's bah. wait. You <coughs> funds and and math to to conquer your foe your foe instead of weapons and pit and f- pists." Fists? Yeah, and he's all like, Quark's a liar. Like, oh, Quark, you must respond with combat. And Quark's like, fucking bye. And he goes to flee. Yeah, uh, at this point, the brother has found, the fake brother has found the real brother in Safari that he has kidnapped Rom. Whoops. Who will be like, he did die in an accident, so I should be able to take over the house and yada yada. Rom and Quark are going to flee. And the wife is all like, I thought there was more to you. And Quark actually has a feel bad. He's like, I have a cunning plan. And he gets up there and he's going to bat left. And then he flings it aside. And he's like, we all know I wouldn't stand a chance against you. So fine, I'm going to die here, but it's going to be an execution. Can you do that? Can you just kill a man in cold blood? And the guy's like, I totally can. But before he can do anything, Gowron's like, whoa, 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 whoa. If you're willing to do that, maybe you did use math. <laughs> and 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 well, he was like, not mine. And he uh, did use math. And so they they disbar him from being a Klingon. They do the cross it's your arms and turn back. Yeah, thing. And uh, Gowron's all, you know what, lady, you can run your house. And he's like, wow, a brave Ferengi. That's weird. Um, <laughs> Who'd have thought, or whatever. The yeah, and then you know, there's a quickie divorce and a kiss. And then there's a quickie, then a divorce. Yeah. Yeah. What, she, Quark, what, what was the divorce? Like she just slapped him, and that's how divorce works. And shouted something in Klingon. Yes. Kapla. So then, uh, <laughs> you know, he's there at the bar, and it's kind of empty again, and he's feeling like a. And Rom's like, oh, more to life than profit, and he's like, hey, respect. Yeah. Is there? But then Rom is like, come on, tell me again. He's like, oh, my brother's impressed with me, isn't that? And it's weirdly sweet, even though Quark's going to dock his pay. Don't forget the O'Brien Cake plot. You you spent a very long time describing that. You completely left out the beat plot. Speaking of people with whiskey dick. (laughs) Uh, No, apparently he was fine. Um, Yeah, the beat plot. She had whiskey clam, though. That sounds disgusting. Because all the families have left, Keiko's closed the school and she's bored and O'Brien feels bad. And eventually he's all like, oh, you should go on this expedition to Bajor to look at this mountain. And take the fucking kid I don't want to look after. Yeah, there we go. And uh, she does, and that's... Smart move on Bye, the Keiko. Part. An excuse for them to use Keiko less. We'll still Yay. see her. And the kid. Boo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they get rid of her for, for six months so that A, home meeting can do movies when he needs to, we won't need her around. Mm. And B, so that they can focus more on the Miles-Julian relationship. <laughs> without oh, without no the bitch wife in the way. No one fuck about Keiko, so... Everyone's Especially happy. Miles. Everyone's happy she's dead. So, she's not dead. She's not dead. We'll never uh, see her again. Out of the picture. So this B-plot, which I admit like kind of forgot to mention because I forgot it was this episode. And because it was such great news. I was saying, see, I think they've done much better with Keiko in DS9. They've written her better. You're right. They just wrote her off. It was um, great. The problem is they also like wrote her in a way that there's nothing for her to do. Exactly. Even if, even if we decide, okay, she'll be the school marm. That's a terrible character, and that doesn't fit what they wanted to get out of this fucking character. No. Like, it, it, it fits more with the whole, like, it's the frontier thing, but still, the, we, no one tunes into Star Trek to watch School Little House Marmon. on the Prairie. Yeah. But but I will say that, you know, I'm watching there, and I'm just like, yeah, it's nice seeing they're getting along, and everything's happy and all, as happy as it can be, given the fact she's desperately bored. And desperately boring, to be fair. But I do hate it whenever they're trying to be romantic, because I just sit there, and I feel like... 
whenever they're trying to be like sexy with each other, I just feel like I walked in on somebody's parents. Mm. And like, I looked it up. I'm about the age Rosalind Chow was at the time, and Cole Meany's only in his early 40s, but I still feel like I've walked in on someone's parents. It's just so, like, I can't know. I'm pretty sure the character of Keiko in the show plays the same role that in-universe Keiko played at the Cardassian trial, which is... She's there to look pretty and cry? She's there to be sad when Miles gets abused, (laughs) which is often. Oh, I did like that. You know, Julian actually was... It started off sort of, like, weirdly chauvinistic, but wound up very correct. Yeah, it really felt like he was going to be like, we know the real problem is you're not giving her the dickin." But he's like, you know, like, well, you know, done, you know, this gives you two days, that'll get you to Arboretum, two months. And you're like, wow, that's a weird calculation. But then he gets into the real crux of the problem, which is you're asking her to turn her career into a hobby. It's like, wow, that went from... Shitty to insightful. Well done, Doctor. You're you're asking her to continue being married to you. (laughs) That's the real problem. (laughs) P.S. I could I kept calling him Brian O'Miles last night. (laughs) And I knew it wasn't right, but I kept like call trying to call him Miles, so finally I just gave into it and was like, all right. Smiley. (laughs) Curly. Um, I am glad that this means now that the only children left on DS9 are Jake and Nod. No more children. Because all the Bajoran families have left. Yeah, I'm sure they'll break that out sooner oh, than later. Oh, I hope not. They're, they're miserable. So anyway, that was the B-plot. It was a good B-plot. It was a and I B-plot because we think... got rid of Keiko and Molly? Well, yeah, that, but it was also just kind of sweet to see O'Brien, like, not just thinking about technical journals it's on so, vacation. It's really weird, though, because every time he enters a room, someone in the room says, ah, wife, trial, wife troubles Miles? And he's like, how do you all know? And they're like, well, that's it's you. That's just always right. We just so, assume yes. that it's the case. Yeah. Oh god, there was that weird fucking moment too where Miles goes to Cisco asking for permission to turn that empty broken room into the arboretum and uh Dax is like, "Oh, huh, we girls will get on out of here." And and Kira's like, "What is weird human shit?" But then Dax is like, "Come on." I don't remember this part. Yeah, no, it was weird. It, it was like Have you noticed that your boobs feel perkier? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, meanwhile, Klingons and Ferengi. They're fun. They're very fun. It's a, it's a good Rilke, mix. Rilke is great. Oh, That's yeah. the wife. No, she That's was the fabulous. Wife. I quite enjoyed her. She probably, probably has no idea how to run the house now that all the, fun, all the finances have been destroyed, but... Well, Klingons don't Cork worry... Left. Klingons don't worry too much about that shit, apparently. Yeah, clearly. Um, will, she she now, had... will she now inherit Degore's house now that he is dishonored? No, I don't know. Where does his house go? That's a good question. It sounded like he didn't have much of a house. <laughs> I don't know. He was a big rival of Kozak. They so. said the family was powerful. Mm. Um, she had her own knife. Did she? Yeah, it wasn't like just a recycled, like old, like it had the little pop out side blades like they all do, but it was like a very different handle than we've seen before. So, wow, look at that. Cool. Built a whole new knife for her. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is a instance of a, an episode which is primarily a comedy episode. Being also a very solid episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a successful comedy episode because whilst you look at it and you're like, yes, most things the Ferengi do are funny. Most things the Klingons do are accidentally funny. Yeah. But this ends up working because they're actually like working with the characters' strengths instead of just being like, everything the Ferengi do is this and everything the Klingons do is that. Well, it was like, it was this whole scheme that they could only uncover because they brought in an outsider mm. who could go like, wow, you've met the one Klingon who 
does Ferengi-esque scheming and none of you assholes would have noticed because numbers bore you. But luckily Quark showed up and wait a second. He was very in his element. I like that no matter where Quark finds himself, there's never a woman he doesn't want to try to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) The scene where he like thinks they're getting close so he's got a hand on her leg and she's just like... Because I like you, I'm not going to tear your arm off and yeah. kill you. That was, uh, I her read on that was fucking amazing. It was amazing. perfect. I was so pleased with that. Yeah. Especially the way they did, because you didn't know, her, you, the, the way it was shot, you couldn't see his hand, so you don't realize until she starts saying it. And, and her she, tone didn't break a bit. Not she a was bit. still No, that was bad so, on. What was shit going on with her teeth? Did you guys notice? It was like, I know they're clinging teeth. Well, no, I know. But it was almost like... She had like a gold grill on top of her bed. No, no, they just the top the top teeth are usually pretty badly stained on Klingons. Yeah, it was just it was like distractingly shiny. I was Mm -hmm. like, why does she have a row of gold teeth? I did read that Aaron Shimmerman, Aaron Shimmerman, who was just a doll of a person, actually like stepped up to both Robert O'Reilly because this is his first appearance on DS Nine, so he knows that none of these people they're all new new actors to him, and also to Mary Kay Adams who played Grilka, being like, you know, you. This is just a couple of days of filming for you, and you don't know who any of us are. And he actually goes out of his way to like make make sure they're comfortable and say if you need anything, come to me. And he's just the sweetest guy. I love Was him. he actually trying to fuck Grilka in real life? Mm. I... Robert O'Reilly. <laughs> yes. Fine. I mean, whichever. I mean, listen. I don't. Maybe both. Why not both? Yeah, I'm glad we get more Gowron because mm. he's just. I like. Gowron I was so excited. I literally texted you and was like, Gowron! I was so thrilled. I love him. And I don't know if it's because by the end of TNG, I just thought he was cool because he was cool, or if it's because we played that game where he was some <laughs> other Klingon, or if it's because his fucking crazy eyes pop up on everything on Star Trek posting. But either way, my heart holds so much love for Gowron. Mm. And so when I saw him, I was like, oh, is that Gowron I see? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, credit to him and all the other Klingons, but they're all just standing there looking so confused at those pads. Like, you see them all gesturing. Like, if you look at sheet six, about? you'll see. And like, they're like, we haven't turned to get, figured out how to turn this thing on yet. <laughs> Seriously. It sounded like me trying to explain how we use this spreadsheet at work to, like, track students and shit. I'm like, well, if you go to this tab and you check out this color scheme, you'll see how they, and it's like, they don't understand. <laughs> just stop. Just stop. Yeah. Our brains hurt. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was a really, just a great juxtaposition. You know, the, the Klingons are in, like, way over their head. And at first you think Quark is, but actually he's in his realm somehow. So I, we, we don't get to see what makes him come back, uh, other than I should probably do the right thing because Grilka's hot. When he and Rom are talking about how we should leave, even though it's, you know, the cowardly thing. But we're cowards, Right. Right. How the fuck did he know this scheme would work? He didn't. He's a gambler. Yeah. And he... But he gambled with... I don't think Quark tends to gamble with his life. Not he normally, gambled, but... He would gamble with Rom's life. Yeah, no, it, it's a little... Yeah, no, there, there was... For whatever reason, maybe because she's hot, just... This woman being like, I thought you were different. Just, it, you know, because we've said before, like, there's these moments where Quark does the right thing, and that needled him in the do-the-right-thing lobe. And, uh... Yeah, yeah, no, he had no guarantee it would work. He's lucky it did. It was a good scheme. Yeah, because what would the options have been at that point? Get I mean, killed. Yeah, well, it would have been get killed. So either either the Gaul does what he was going to do anyway and kills him, yep. or he's honorable and says, I won't fight the Ferengi. Yeah. Or what happens, happens. Or Quark flees, and then later on... 
Klingons hunt him down and kill him. No, I don't think they would have hunted him. Down. Yeah, they wouldn't have cared. But I, I, I don't know. I think that well, um, he's, would he have to for, he'd forfeit the house then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the house would have been gone. Yeah, right, then Grilka hunts him down and yeah. kills him. Mm, that might have happened. Mm. Or their terrible, terrible butler. Which, like, I don't know anyone knows, but there's like cobwebs everywhere. It's like, look, look. Maybe that's what they prefer. Maybe their butlers put cobwebs up. <laughs> you don't know. It's like, look, I know you're broke, but the butler's still there. Make the motherfucker pick up a feather duster. Was that actor in um, Gamesters of Triskelion? Yes. He was the he was the big vampire looking dude, right? What? I didn't look up which one he was. Oh, I and I I didn't even write it down, but I happened to remember noticing that and being like, "Oh, I've run out of room on my card to write new new facts down." But yeah. yeah. That's random as fuck. Wait, so the butler was <laughs> he was I was I was like, "This guy is so fucking familiar." And then I was like, oh. "Holy shit." I didn't even Wow. No, he didn't set off anything yeah. for me. Well played. Who was this? The yeah, Klingon butler. butler. Oh, really? Sure. I don't even remember the Klingon butler, so Yes, sir. Like, it was like Grilka's... Joseph Ruskin. Yeah. I just don't remember what he looks like. Oh. I didn't mean to remember the character at all. It's like, how? <laughs> the name Ruskin sounds familiar. Yeah, it kind of does. He was... Yeah, yeah holy dude. shit. Listen live while we he, IMDB something. He it was, was old was, then. I, I know. It was really his voice well, that was, I was no, like... No, I know. I mean, but guy, we could, and that's the important part. Yeah, we'll have to share his photo yeah, online. What did he look like as a, as a Klingon? What? What did he look like as a Klingon? Lumpy. Great. Yeah. Great. He looks very different, but his voice is the same. Ridged. Yeah, he doesn't look very much. There's the side by side. He doesn't look very much the same, but he sounds. Oh, the nose. The, even under the makeup, he's got a very fascinating nose. Let's talk about the episode some more. It's yes. good. So we know Kozak died by accident. Yep. And then Odo comes in and he's questioning folks, and Degal comes in and is questioning folks, and Grilka comes in and questions folks. Or. Not questions. Attacks Quark. Yes. That's Doesn't what... Odo have the bar under surveillance still? And couldn't he just check? <laughs> Did you? Um, yeah, but do you remember when he was like, so you're still going to stand by that story and let his family come kill you? He probably was very well aware of what was happening. It was just like, good, that little bastard is reaping what he's sown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't, I think. Odo's not jumping to his fucking defense. Yeah. He knows he's fucking lying. He knew he was lying. I mean, he, he didn't need the video evidence to know either. Like, he knew yeah. there was no, no of course way not. I don't know. Do you, think, do you think Odo would, would, would bring it up, though, as a way to fuck with Quark? Yes. To be like, you're getting all these crowds now that they think you're this famous gunslinger or whatever the hell it is you think you are now. Yeah, it's the man who shot Liberty Valance. Yeah, how about if I come in and I, I know the truth that I could set, get this place back to not having customers again? Maybe that's I don't what think he wants he to was... do that. I think he just wants to jerk Quark around. It could be something he was thinking he'd save in his back pocket for something a eventually. Rainy, a rainy day in space. Yeah. <laughs> I, have a, I have a great note that just says, Gowan looks surprised. Oh, wait, that's... that's <laughs> <a good time. laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the scene when they were all reading their spreadsheets yeah. was brilliant. <laughs> it is brilliant. <laughs> Column J. You know, it's true. No one really <laughs> understands Excel. No. So. Except Quark. Yeah, I like how Quark's solution to the problem was just make a spreadsheet. Yeah. Follow the money. See where it goes. You gotta wonder, though, you know, how many Klingons have gotten away with this sort of scheme? Because most Klingons don't know how to interpret that stuff. Mm. Or rather, can't be bothered to interpret well, really, that the, stuff. really, it's... it's I'm starting to figure out, so like, I don't think all Klingons are like the Klingons that we see. We've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just that the government is Well, like, yeah, that's, the ones on the council, like. They have a, they have an expression, maka, M-A apostrophe, uh, 
or M M Q apostrophe G A. Uh huh. Make Quonos great again. I don't like Jake. That's, oh that's, God! That's his, uh, that's, damn it! That's Gauron's uh, slogan. Maka. I mean, you you look at the Klingons, and I feel like I feel like every five minutes, I was like, "That's a Klingon rule that makes no sense." Like, you know, you can't challenge somebody without just cause. I'm like, hey, "These are Klingons. They no, never no, no, have no. Just they cause. can not in the council room. Yeah, <laughs> just there. Everywhere they go else. the hallway, challenge without just cause. Yeah, come back in again. No, that's exactly. Well, it. yeah, well, because there's just veneer of honor, right? What it is is just have a very broad definition of just cause. That's true. Not a lot falls outside of it, but every so often. Yeah, but this guy was already known to be a scumbag, so they weren't going to give him any breaks. Mm. I always wonder, like, so it's been years, I think, in since, like... I think it's uh, only been one week. Mm. It's been a while since they used the Klingon throne room set. Yeah. And it's a pretty impressive set. So do they just have that thing in storage? No, I was reading about that. They rebuilt half of it... Because it takes up so much room, and because you know they they they're already out of room for for new things for Deep Space Nine. Now that they have the Defiant, well, they have and the Defiant, those and, sets. Like, the promenade must be fucking enormous. Yeah, but they they rebuilt half of it, did all the scenes, and then built the other half of it and <laughs> oh, did God. those scenes. Wow. Yeah, the sets for Deep Space Nine. I I was thinking about this. So like the promenade, I'm pretty sure is one set that includes the promenade and quarks. Well, I yeah. think we, I think it is right because we saw that that shot where the he ran shot, around. Yeah. The... yeah, so it's a whole, it's a whole two story set. It's enormous. It's wild. It's really big. And then you got ops, which is another enormous set, which probably also includes Cisco's yeah. office. Yep. So you have two sets that are just fucking huge. I remember seeing a drawing once of like original concept art for the promenade mm. and they wanted it to have a monorail as well. Ooh, I wanted to have a monorail. Like it was gonna have like up on the upper like right or something. It was gonna be like the idea of being like to get to other parts of the ring you would take this mm. monorail because it was so big. That's yeah. wild. That's what I do think they shoot the show in such a way to make it look Even bigger, bigger than it is. Oh yeah. I was reading, and I didn't bring I didn't bring this up last week, but now that we're talking about it, like what when they built the, the Defiant, the Defiant Bridge is very hard to shoot in just because of the way it's shaped. Mm-hmm. Like there's nowhere to roll a camera in there. <laughs> and they were like, okay, we have to come up with new ways to shoot what we want to do in here because we are we we accidentally limited ourselves. Whoops, fuck. Well, on, on that is TNG, somehow appropriate. TNG, they for the just Defiant. took off. They just removed walls. Hmm? In TNG, they would just remove walls if they needed to. Put I think it all the things that that they wanted to work around were things that were permanent, like all the the oh the consoles, the consoles, and, and then and the stuff that the chairs are on mm. are permanent fixtures that you can't. They have to go around, not through. Yeah, a big reason for that is that they were filming with large film cameras. Yeah. They just film everything with drones now. Well, they they also like now they would be using. The small digital yeah. cameras that you know the problem with the film is it's just so fucking bulky yeah that's also why they were able to upscale tng was because they were fucking yeah mm. <laughs> i do love the idea though now of just having a bunch of actors on a cramped set but everyone's got like a fucking <laughs> drone just sitting right in front of them with a camera i think they should start doing filming shows with body cams on the actors that'd be cool what do they do for peep show <laughs> i think they were just a camera that was playing whatever the POV. But sometimes you would see like a like their arms out. Yeah, I think there was somebody standing next to the camera. They could have occasionally just had GoPros. 
if it was late enough. No, well, maybe towards the end. But this that show started in like two thousand three. That early, wow. It's old. I know. Fuck. You look at what's his fuck, Mitchell, Mitchell and Webb. They look like fucking babies at the beginning now. <laughs> See, I think I feel like no matter what, <laughs> David Mitchell just always looks the same to me. <laughs> I've seen more recent images of him. I just, also, David I'm pretty Mitchell. sure that whole show was shot on video though. So yeah, the Brits use video a lot. Yeah, so it would have been a smaller camera, yeah. so they probably could have just had an actor behind <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. Like they do in the porns. It's right. Yikes. They do. I feel like there's less to talk about with this episode. Just it's because it was it's good. concise it and didn't good. Suck. It was well, and there was and episode. there wasn't some convoluted. It's a very straightforward plot. The only yeah, thing I didn't got like, Keiko. <laughs> the only thing I didn't like was the forced wedding, but like you know, whatever. He killed her husband and then fucked her over. So. At least she was able to just as quickly unmarry him. I did like you know, that, that she was sort of trying to scheme, and eventually realized she was making it up as she was going along. You don't have a plan. You, you've run out of ideas. You should have married a Romulan. <laughs> <laughs> They're no. full of ideas. Yeah, but theirs are just so fucking complicated. And they're like, so what are we doing? We're going to pl- wait. Yeah, it's like, all the plans are in motion. They will bear fruit in a century. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and until then, I'm going to sit here with my fingers steeper. All right, we, we've we've cloned your um, we've cloned your husband. We've, we're raising him in the minds of <laughs> Moria. Moria. <laughs> when he reaches age, he will return and reclaim his family's title. In the meantime, who wants to play Monopoly? <laughs> actually, does raise a good question though. Speaking of the last time there was a stupid Klingon plot, we still I think we need to get like T-shirts made that say. Um, Where's Duras Jr. or whatever the fuck his <laughs> name was? Oh, that guy. Oh, he is long Trial, since dead. Wait, the kid? Like the little kid? The no, no, the like little pissant that the Duras sisters tried to use. Yeah, the like 12-year-old kid. Well, he, he, was, he was like, like 20. His, yeah, he was his teenager. Okay, he looked like he was about 15. Yeah. Yeah, he just got dragged away. Oh, yeah, no, like, I like they he told did. they told Worf they were going to let him live, but the minute Worf left, they tore him to shreds. Mm-hmm. Almost and, certainly. Yeah, Very no, certainly. he is so dead. That would be great for him to say. come back and do a do a revenge. Star Trek, Duras Jr. Yes. There's too many. There's too many now and it's impossible. But you'd be okay with Star Trek Spot. Star Trek Spot, yeah. Well, obviously. That would just be a, a, like an hour every week of a kitten playing. El, 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 Elrond? Yeah, Elrond. El, Elrond can help. No, El, Elrond. Uh, Elrond. Elrond, is... Elrond. Elrond Hubbard. <laughs> Elrond. Oh, well, Elrond also was what the King of the Elves or some shit in Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah. Elrond. <gasps> Hi, baby boy. White cat is we here. We have a white cat. cat. I have one more note. Mm-hmm. Bashir would like plumic soup. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Bit, bit of basil, though. What a brat. Mm. I like was like, ugh, basil, get out of here. He probably had the hots for a Vulcan once and developed a taste for it, but never managed to bag her. I think he still doesn't even like it. He just drink. He just eats it for, on principle. <laughs> it's mm. probably really good for you or something. Yeah, those plumics. Tasty. <laughs> Um, I just feel like everything Vulcans eat would be really healthy because it's a logical healthy, thing. Healthy and bland. Yeah, it's logical. It's just mint. It's just nutrient nutrients. So how do we? So I know that you guys were a little uh, miffed about Keiko liking traditional Japanese music a couple weeks ago. How do we like that how traditional like, Japanese meal that O'Brien made for her and, and her bonsai tree? It's two of them. She had a couple bonsai yeah. trees. Yeah, like, I feel like anybody. Like I feel like bonsai trees are pretty pretty hyped though. 
I feel bad. I you see a lot of them everywhere. Well, well, yeah, now, thing was, what about Japanese, 30 years so. ago? Just, I am, it was a big thing in the karate years from Well, now. see, I was going to say, like, I'm a little there. torn because on the one hand, yes, very stereotypical. On the other hand, I do remember, like you said, how about 30 years ago? There was a whole store in one of the malls I went to as a kid that just sold bonsai Well, trees. there was definitely a car. I'm there was a weird, like... Bonsai fad for like ten minutes in the nineties. It was, I think, it was because in Karate Kid two, there was a big plot around bonsai tree. Oh, really? Yeah, there was. So Mr. Miyagi, that was the one where they went to Osaka for the big karate I, tournament in Osaka. Only ever seen the first one, and I haven't seen okay, it since right, I was well, a child. Well, well, quick, quick. I just saw the first one for the first time, and like within the last year. So and Daniel and Mr. Miyagi go to Osaka for a big, which is in Japan for the boys and girls. At yeah, home. it's a, it's 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 an island next to Japan, and they go there for a big karate tournament. And it's been a very long time since I've seen it, but I seem to remember there being a thing where they had to repel. Like, Daniel had to repel off the side of a cliff okay. to trim a bonsai tree that was growing out of the side of the cliff, and it was some, like... Well, that sounds like some fucking stupid Orientalism right there, anyway. Well, that whole the whole Karate Kid franchise is, like, Orientalism. Yeah. Okay, yes, but Wax also... on, wax off, this whole, like, well, fucking... Well, no, but that was just, like, making it into stupid terms for the stupid kid so he'd get it. Yeah, but that was also... Trick him into learning how to do it. Yeah, I guess. People going wax on, wax off in a racist Japanese accent is, you know, the fault of the people doing the stupid True. accent. I, don't know. I always felt like Mr. Miyagi had that sort of, like, wise old Asian man totally. thing. But he also had the I'm a real human oh, being who has had real suffering thing when you hear about his wife and the mm, internment camps. and Like, I do think... You all right there? Yeah, the cat, was, the, good, cat huh? was, the cat was showing his tummy and normally he likes it and today he did not. I'm sorry, dear. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I think that it, it, I can't deny that you're right that it was, but also I think it's worth mentioning that at least Mr. Miyagi wasn't. No, just... I don't think he himself was racist character. But, yeah. But anyway, point is uh, that movie came out early '90s, I mm. think, late '80s, and I think that's where like Americans were like, "Ooh, bonsai tree." Yeah. And I remember they, they were kind of all over the place in media, at least for a while in the '90s. There was also a, that was also like the era of like the three ninjas and less like That's true. karate and with, surf like, ninjas and ninja like turtles ninjas. Because I when I was a kid, I took a karate class. I sucked. Oh, me too. <laughs> Hi, bro. I was a white belt with a yellow stripe. I think that's the second level. Um, I also made it to the second level. Good job. And um, the fucking karate masters, in case you wondered. Yeah. What type Better did you I do? Have. Mine was Kempo. Mine was whatever the school offered in after probably, school. It was class. probably Kempo. So I think there was like like a resurgence of like Japanese culture in mm. America at that time. Isn't karate? Karate's Japanese. Is it definitely? Oh, okay. I thought for some reason that it was Chinese. That's because I grew up in New Hampshire and we don't have any idea what races are up there. Hi, folks. Abusing my power as editor and uh, boredom from being locked inside like everyone else to just fill in that apparently, based on a quick glance at Wikipedia, karate actually originates from the Ryukyu Kingdom, uh, which is, apparently was in an area now known as Okinawa. So you think, oh yeah, so it is from Japan because Okinawa is part of Japan. But apparently at the time karate was created, that chain of islands was in fact under the uh, authority of China. And the original name for karate, which I'm not even going to begin to try to pronounce because it'll be offensive and bad, meant martial art from China. 
but is apparently now accepted as a Japanese martial art by whoever in Japan decides those things. So, yeah, just look up karate on Wikipedia. You'll you'll have more there. And now, back to the show. I mean, no different from Disney. Look at Mulan. What do you mean? It was just a mishmash of Orientalism, not any single real culture. Fine. Fair enough. Yes. How's the live action doing? Uh, its release has been delayed. I was going to say delayed, current, I would um, guess. I know Rosalind Chow's in it. I've heard it's... Oh, I, that's right. Speak, Star Trek. Yes. Uh, so to answer your question, Wait, Jay, really? Who is she? I think she's her mother. I love that. Okay, go on. I'm she, sorry. She anyway, plays to, a dragon. To answer your question, <laughs> I guess I should specify... Just again? <laughs> I guess I should specify that, like, it's not inherently bad to show Keiko experiencing and enjoying it's her not, culture. It's not necessarily bad to show Keiko on screen. But the fact that they, like, kind Disagree. of... Disagree. <laughs> ...always lean on it is kind of a thing where you're just like, eh. This, I guess, the bonsai tree thing, like I said, is like, yeah, my first thing was like, really? But then I was like, well, they, it was the 90s. They were kind of everywhere. And I feel like with the meal in this case, because it was Miles making it, he was like, oh, let me make all this shit she said she loved as a kid. And she, Let's not forget, she also made for him a disgusting stew. Yes. Let's not forget that when, when they were quickly fostering that Cardassian boy who didn't want to be a Cardassian boy, she made him Cardassian food. And so, she so apparently there is a belief in the O'Brien household that everybody always wants to eat the food that their no, culture... She, she was trying to show him his culture, that Normal, kid. Normally she eats salad. Yeah. Also, but it's though, kind of Asian-y looking salad. <laughs> so. I don't want to know what that means. Um, I like but water after, pressed in it. Ooh, after she delicious. came out, after they had done the fuck, that's what I assume they were doing. They were definitely fucking. Yeah. She was in a normal robe. She didn't come out in like some kimono shit. So cause that, that would have been the ultimate, right? <laughs> I didn't notice that, but you know, I'm almost surprised that they didn't. And I'm glad they didn't. What? Just have her in like a, a fucking kimono style robe. Yeah. Yeah. No, it seemed to just be your standard silky lady robe. It but, wasn't like. So there is, I guess there's no good answer. Cause obviously, you know. You don't want to not, like, you don't want to just have, like, oh, look, uh, it's a multicultural cast, but then not acknowledge different cultures, because then it's like you're only half-assing it. But then, then you're assimilating them, like the Borg. Right. But then, you know, like, so what's the balance between, like, representing a culture without well, the character's interests becoming fully stereotypical? And I don't have a good answer. Well, I think, I think... I the answer is in Firefly, which is adopt some of their language for casual use and never show any of the people there from the go. original culture. Yeah. And call just, women whores a lot. I just think it, it does, I think it stands out because we don't see a lot of Earth cultural representation True. in Star Trek. True. You know, they don't spend a lot of time with Bashir's whatever the fuck he is. You know, I'm guessing yeah. he's... I mean, so is he playing an English character? Yeah, but his, but I know that his background but is. But his not... name is also Bashir, so yeah. Well, there's a there's a large Indian population in England, that's true. right? So I guess that's kind of what I assumed. But I mean, also, yeah, I maybe that's like... racist. I don't we'll, know. We'll eventually. I think meet he's his of Lebanese too. or Syrian descent. I'm not sure, but the yeah, actor. Sure. Yeah. Oh no, he's Sudanese. Oh, he's Sudanese. Well. Whatever he is, he's perfect and beautiful. Either way, they don't so, they don't spend a lot of time with his culture. They don't spend a lot of t- like there was okay yeah there was Avery Brooks had an African mask and okay yeah recently too that was pretty recent oh um, was that this or was that last, was last, last week? week it's before oh right when he was bringing he was bringing all the stuff home and him and Jake had that 
yeah, moment where they're talking about when did this become home. We forgot to talk about it. you brought all that crap on into the house. Um, wow, Jake. So the, wow. fact that they, the fact that they make <laughs> such a big deal about Keiko's Japanese culture, mm. like it is her one of her defining qualities. It just it just stands out. Is all. Yeah, I, yeah. It's like I said. I don't have a good answer. Like, what's the right level? Yeah, that I don't would think make it's me bad feel or like good. it just stands out. Is all. Yeah, but it, yeah. I would say though that it was a bit much having um, after you know in their post-coital scene having Miles wearing wooden shoes. <laughs> That's because he's part Dutch and racist. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what is the, happening? The potato sack he was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that really stood out. <laughs> that's actually just a part of their kink. It's a oh whole my. <laughs> he, he pretends to be a vegetable thing. It's really weird. He she pretends to, he's her salad. He doesn't have to act much, does he? <laughs> anyway, I think... Uh, I think baked potatoes. I think we're, we're heading out of the car- House of Quark. Yes. yes. Or now it can just be called House of Grilka. That's gotta be bad for your teeth. It's also bad, bad for the fucking sound of the podcast, Jake. And I bet it's... I bet those little... Ooh. These have been cleaned recently. I washed them, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, still... I wouldn't put that So down. yes, from the House of Grilka to Equilibrium. And no, I don't mean the Christian Bale movie. <laughs> is there a Christian Bale movie called Equilibrium? Equilibrium. Pretty sure. Huh. Oh, well, if you're not... if, if it, As long as we're sure. I was very sure until I said it, and then I was less sure. Uh, but if there is, uh, Sean Bean is in it. And guess what? He doesn't last long. Oh, man. Sean Bean just dies in movies all the so time. Frequently. What's up with that? I saw a thing recently where somebody actually did the math, and um, turns out Nicolas Cage dies more in movies than Sean Bean. Yeah, interesting. Like, proportionally? I don't know about proportionally. Just oh. in total. Like, do they mean... Total. So he's died in 100 movies and Sean Bean's dying in 80, but it died... Cage has been in a lot of movies. I That's what I was thinking. Well, so like, Sean Bean. I haven't read... Pa- I didn't read past the headline, so don't ask me details. And yes, it's from 2002. And yeah, Christian Bale, Equilibrium. What's but this is the oh, best. is that Christian the one Bale again? Is that the He's one with, Batman, with right? uh, Gunkata? It is. Oh, that was so dumb. It was... Okay, so... This was a mix of so okay 2000 so this is post Matrix. Oh, I was also going to say it's 9/11. post 11 and post Matrix where every movie had to have like bullet time and crazy yeah. fucking bullet and gun acrobats and they're like well what if we took that and brought it to its natural conclusion where there's a martial art like we combine martial arts with gunplay and we call it gunkata. I'm sorry. And it's horrible. Yeah, no. The I movie saw, like, ain't bad. I'm just gun kata is the stupidest I thing. I saw like the planet. first 15 minutes once and the fight choreography is the dumbest thing you've ever seen. It's well choreographed though. It's but it dumb, does, but, but you watch well it you're done. like no one would do this. This is asinine. They're doing it well, but why are they doing it? Anyway, Deep Space Nine oh, Equilibrium yeah. involves no gun kata. If you're not watching hard enough if you're not seeing it though. <laughs> so in Equilibrium Ben Sisko has invited the senior staff over for some genuine New Orleans too cooking. Much, too much detail, Chris. Speed this up. He specifically excluded O'Brien, though. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, yeah. Uh, O'Brien wasn't there, and for some reason, neither Jadzia nor Bashir thought to bring civilian clothes. Well, just he was just kidding. Anyway, uh, point is... While they're there, Jadzia starts plinking on Jake's Casio and is like, wait a minute, I don't have any musical talent, but now I'm plunking out this tune and it has given me the crabs. Oh, that, no, not that. I meant it turned her crabby, not that, yeah. 
Not what I meant. I'm I'm assuming you planned this. No. No, this is a life. Actually, Bashir that gave Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, she plays the tune, and from there on for like next 24 hours, she's in a terrible mood. Uh, She accuses Cisco of cheating at chess. She like calls Kira stupid. And then she has an hallucination and thinks, oh, maybe something's wrong with me. And they scan her and it's like, oh, your chemicals are all off. And she's all like, I'm so full of rage. So uh, they decide. That was too much emotion. They decide to go to the Trill home world to have the doctors there check her out. And they're all like, everything's all awry, but we'll try giving you these treatments and yada yada. And also go meet the weird pasty man who lives in the soup cave. In the Trill caves. Yeah, these big, big pools of soup that the mm, Trill live in. Milky soup. Mm. Just like fucking turds floating in a bowl, man. Yeah. That are occasionally electrified. And she just keeps getting worse and... She keeps having hallucinations, and they're all like, what's going on? And what went on is that it turns out at some point the Dax symbiote was given to a host who it probably should not have been. And they realized this, and they took it out of him, or he died. It was a little vague. But basically, the realization they had was, oh shit, way more people can bond with symbionts than we ever thought. If this fact gets out, it will destroy our society. Like five times more people, literally, right? It was like in the single digits. They said it was like one out of a hundred. But now it's like half. Half the population. Realistically, it's half. Fifty times. In that, like, there would just never be enough symbionts to meet the demand. Which is like, why wouldn't in that other fucking stupid episode with Verad, I think, who was the asshole who stole the... Yeah. Symbiote and that's symbiote invasive procedures. That's the one, and we were like, "Wow, he should have gone crazy because that's what happens when you're not fit for a symbiont." And you realize, ah, this explains it. Thanks, yeah. episode. Well, here's I do feel like there was some reference to that, and like when they um, they ring up <laughs> this guy's brother, this uh, previous, this heretofore unknown host, crazy old senile man, and he talks about when his brother called like him. He was played by a young guy pretending to be yeah, old, but weird. he still looked old. Yeah, it, it was strange. Jane? I play that old. Jameson? But he he talks about like when his brother called, he seemed different, more confident, colder. I was like, wow, this kind of feels like that guy. Varad? (laughs) Yeah. Or the Dax Symbiont. Well, the Dax Symbiont in Varad. But anyway, uh, so basically they work all this out and Cisco goes to the Trill peeps like, look, I don't care about your fucking, I'll keep your damn secret. Just fix Dax. And so now they had to undo whatever they'd done so that... The host didn't know about this previous guy. She gets into a pool. She sees a vision of him. They hug. And so now she's got this host who, by the way, might have killed someone. It was all vague. Did. No, no, did he did. kill someone. What was okay. vague was whether or not he killed them because of the oh, botched right. whatever. I don't yeah. know. But it, he definitely did. I don't think the thing was botched is the thing. I think he got the symbiont but happened to be crazy. Yeah, yeah he was crazy. already... He happened to be a jackass yeah. and yeah. murderous well, bitch. Well, yeah, he had, a, he had a rage problem. Yeah, he was not. He would not have been compliant to a trill if the if the whole compliance to trill thing were real. Yeah, but it it's very convoluted. Well, yeah, it's it like because a there's biological like I always thought that the other thing was like oh it's like a biological issue. Like, yeah, you can, if you're not if you're not one of the it's it's like if you get a blood transfusion of the wrong type of blood or some shit. Yeah, so like I never thought like I thought yeah. The, it was a small percentage of people that had the the blood type, say, to be able to receive a... a well, I assume there always had to be at least some psychological element. But that, was, I thought, was more like something that 
the training and being an initiate and all that was just to, to weed out those people. Oh, yeah. So it just sounds like the, if I, you know, if anything, my assumption would be that, yeah, this guy slipped through the cracks of that system and managed yeah. to get a, a, a symbiont. Yeah. Despite being unsuitable psychologically. Yeah. It, it was kind of a leap for me to be like, oh, because this guy was mentally unstable to deal with it or really just shouldn't have had it. Uh, because he was already uh, a rageaholic, you know, it doesn't mean that it was a big leap to say, well, this would prove that anybody could have a symbiont. Yeah, I did feel like there was a step missing in there. And it was all, it just felt like it was resolved so goddamn quickly in the last minute or two of the episode. Yeah, they probably could have spent less time on Wait, something. Wasn't it partly because he had it for like six months instead of like four days, and that's why they thought it probably meant more people could do it? No, because they were, so their explanation was that the reason why he, I, I, it's still not even clear to me, but like, if you're not, they tell people that if you're not a compatible host. You and the, and the symbiote will die within days. Within days. But this guy lasted six months. And would probably have continued lasting if not he, if he didn't get killed, die, was executed. It's unclear what happened to him, except that he's dead. Well, yeah, my assumption has been that. They, after he murdered that, the, doctor. the doctor, that, like, they, so they, re- they, they shoved it under the rug and got him killed. They removed the symbiont. Mm-hmm. Which gave, would have killed him. Which would have killed him and gave it to Curzon instead, who was able to handle it. Yeah, and then changed the, wait, so when did they change the date of death of Tarius, the Dax host that's currently assumed to be the host before Curzon? They just at that probably that was all part of this big cover up. They changed the database to say that this guy lived longer than he did. They deleted the other guy, and then they also had to do a memory wipe on the symbiont or, or, or like a block. A, yeah, a memory a block. block. Well, I wonder is like, did they block it from the symbiont as well, or did they find a way to block it from, from the host? Yeah, Don't make it so that the host can't. Well, then they have to do it. They'd have to That's do it to every question. single host along the line, though. That maybe had been the plan. No, I think no, I think they only did it to the. It was something that they did to the symbiont because the whole point was that the block had broken down after right eighty right, years. Right, right. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I, th- I feel like every episode we see that tries to give us more backstory on the trill just becomes more and more confusing. I've dubbed these the "Put Jadzia on a Table" episodes. Yeah, because she's always like naked under a table. Like we want to do some. We want to do some Dax character development, but we don't really want Terry Farrell to talk a lot. <laughs> so, so let's make her unconscious for half the for half the episode. See, I feel bad because I feel like she was actually pretty good in this. There were no, moments where... there was a moment in the chess scene that I was like, oh, at the at the end of the chess scene. Well, when she she was, you know, distressed. The chest table oh, that's you're the... right. When she, I also noted. Okay, yes, go on, Ames. I'm yep. really sorry. No, I no. interrupted you. No, that's all I had to say. Was she when like she flips the chest she's table. She's like, you're like, cheating oh, me, no. Benjamin. And that was fine. But then she like <laughs> gently brushed the chess pieces off. I, I feel like and stormed away. I feel like there'd maybe been an earlier take where she shoved them too hard, and, and they like, had to spend 20 minutes looking for a pawn. <laughs> And it was in because one nerd nose would know. the whole time. One nerd would say, "Oh, from that from last shot to this shot, the the pieces it was, are though, different." It was very wimpy. I think the problem was she went for the two hand, and I think to make it look good, a, a she needs to do one arm in which she like brushes all the pieces or in the direction the of the camera or something, and that's like okay. But doing like the oh, Benjamin. Eh. Although it does explain to us, it's like, wow, they're playing real chess instead of 3D chess. Because you can't do that 
to 3D. Yeah, chess. you can just pick it up and throw it across. But you the can't room. do the. They clearly wanted her to do a brush. Yeah, you could. It's just a board, right? You could just fucking brush the whole thing. Off yeah, but then you have to go to like multiple levels, and it just looks like a cat batting at a string. No, I think if you take out the bottom, the whole thing will. Fall well, like if they don't want to throw the whole board, that would destroy the board. And that's their one prop. She's mad, Chris. She's really angry. Yeah, again, we're talking real world concerns versus in world concerns. The real world concern is she can't act. See, I disagree because I think the scene where she's sitting there with Julian and she's like basically scared shitless that she's gonna die and I felt like that came through pretty well. Is that the one on the Defiant? Yeah. Yeah. There are certain emotions that are easier to act. Just doing normal acting... You have to. There's a knack to looking normal as your character versus a knack to looking scared. See, I don't know if it's just because of the way that scene was written, but I kept feeling like, oh, it's going to turn out that her old host was also a sex guy, and she just wants to get laid now. I wasn't getting that at all. I, I was getting that when she came in. I, was like, I felt like she just. Why else would she really go to concerned. Bashir? Why did she go to Bashir's room because, in the middle of the night? Because he's why she, her friend. Why wouldn't she go to Benjamin, who's actually her friend? Well, was he also on the Reliant at the time? Yes, they were both Defined. on their way what to What did I say? Reliant. Whatever, same fucking thing. Like, Not I was, even when remotely. She, when she sh- pops because into she, Julian's office, the first thing I'm like, it's like, oh, shit. This is Julian's fucking dream. Maybe she's still embarrassed by how she was treating Benjamin. Maybe. I would be. But also, I think, because... I don't know, because maybe Benjamin would be like, suck it up, old man. Well, that was pretty bad. And, and Bashir is like, oh, I'm well, a boner, you're in my room, you're well, such a good... Well, I mean, you're kind of kidding, but you might be hitting on it. It's like, this is Jedzia going to someone, not Dax. Dax would go to Benjamin, whereas Jedzia... Cisco's not Jedzia's peer. He's Dax's peer. So Jedzia's peer is... Uh, 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 Bashir. 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 Oh, maybe. That's interesting. I could buy that. That's fine. I don't know. Well, well, yeah, just, just, what did I say that? Cool. But yeah, just anything that involves the trill becomes very, very confusing. Just like Julian wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, an issue I had with this episode had nothing to do with everything else, but just every other trill we saw was obviously wearing makeup. Did anyone else feel like that? Yeah, they like the spots looked really they half, fake. They half yeah. asked the makeup, especially like, the, the doctor woman. Yeah, like, oh, her spots was, are really big. And there was weird, like, one point where I swear you can see that her collar smeared one of them. Oof, like they really like because obviously, yeah, you look at it and you know logically it's makeup, but like these ones looked like makeup. See, I wonder though if like it could be that because I have to imagine I've never checked episode to episode, but. I'm assuming... Is it the same stencil? <laughs> like, are they using a stencil for Jadzia because she's on screen every week? They don't want to have the spots look different, so maybe they she's just... She's a cheetah. She can change her spots. Maybe they just have, like, some kind of, like, stencil that they, like, spray on. I, d- I mean, there was probably some kind of stencil or photo reference or something, but I remember reading an interview years ago, and there was still a hand application process. Did you see it goes down to her feet... Oh, no, I didn't. Her feet were spotty. Oh, wow. And that must have been a weird day in the makeup room, getting your feet painted. Oh, I always so assumed that it would go down. It would, like, spread out. Go, go around down, the boobs. Go, go down and then under and then up the asshole. It's a happy trail to the vajay in the, in the asshole. No, I think it goes up the, up the butthole. I hope so. And if you stick out your tongue, there's spots on the tongue, too. And that's actually where it ends. After you lick the asshole or just in general? No, no, no. It goes all the way through your digestive oh, system. Oh, interesting. All the way into your mouth, onto Is your tongue. But yes, no, aside from Jadzia, the spots were bad. 
I thought Bilar looked good. Did you get a Which look at their was, buttholes? During the last, we only really see him well at the very, very end when he's in the. Oh, pool. the other host. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, his were fine. Yeah, the but, resolution. Yeah, the rest was of weird. his outfit was horrible, looking like the fucking cheap plastic space Phantom of the Opera up in there. Oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> that was dumb. No, it's actually hilarious. Like I read what the what where this episode came from in terms of you know, idea wise, mm-hmm. and apparently Michael Piller had walk, gone and see and seen a magic show featuring Jeff Magnus McBride, who they brought in. Yeah, wait a minute. To play this guy. Okay. Uh, because he does magic acts that involve masks. I see. So they said, let's do a let's do a t- uh, I can't say TNG DS Nine. Let's do a DS Nine episode with this guy doing a mask thing. And they and the, they say, okay, do we want to be the circus comes to town? Hmm. No, that's a bad idea. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do one where they, it, <laughs> let's do one where they have like what if they have like an alien artifact that got. Like everybody to, to, to have masks. Yep. Done. And like started turning the station into I'm here like, for this. <laughs> like an ancient alien. Can we get Brent like, Spider in this somehow? Yes. Yeah, but the, the other Theory idea. did masks in that's TNG. The, that's that the was, joke, yeah. Jake. That was the joke. Oh. Uh, then the other idea was what if this is an Odo story and and you are seeing, learning things in his dreams, to which I first say, Odo dreams? That's new. But what then was they decided. That well, maybe he does. Troy have a weird dream episode too? I think she had a couple. But There's see, you, you can explain that as his now that he kind of understands better the nature of being a one Rock of his people. Like suddenly he dreams and stuff. So that that well, could have did, grown naturally. They did that with Theta, though. True, they no, did. We don't need that in Birthright, I think. But then they decide, yeah, okay, let's make this a Jedzia story because it's already like her character has these layers, like the mask trick that the guy yeah. Does. I was like, oh, I see what she yeah, did there. there. That was what subtle. They did. But that's that's why they did this, and they decided. I think they. It took them a while to find a find a story in the idea. All for the sake of a mask gimmick they liked. I thought the mask gimmick gimmick looked cool. Yeah, it it looked did, cool. but as far as like, like you said, it's just such an unsubtle metaphor. I, I'm not gonna lie. I never thought I'd say this. I think the circus comes to town was maybe <laughs> the better option. I was expecting when when she was when she witnessed the murder in her hallucination. Yeah. I kept expecting the mask to get pulled off and it to be her face. Yeah, yeah me like too. Like a Luke Skywalker kind of deal. Well, yeah. she did want to really wanted to find out how murdering a Klingon would make her feel. So mm. that would That's fit. True. That would fit for her character. So she, so she does know what murdering feels like. It's just been repressed. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. I, I thought that the resolution also, like I mentioned that everything came together in the last two minutes. Well, the whole thing with her going into the pool oh, yeah. Yeah. and getting shocked by the other... And having, yeah, and that and that being the thing that awakens the memories. And then she hugs the ghost. Yeah. Part of me, or whatever the fuck she said. God, yeah, it was, damn it. Weird. Yeah, weird ending. I was also confused. So, so Cisco figures out the ruse. Figures out, okay, you would. This has been a giant chill conspiracy all along. Bashir helped. Thanks, Bashir. We're gonna go. We're gonna go public with this news. If you don't save Jadzia. For the entire episode, there was no way to save Jadzia. Why does he assume there is one now? Because just because he has information. Well, because Trill might have been lying and trying to kill her so that the truth couldn't get out. Exactly. Because if they how admitted that they this, knew, though? but it, if they knew, because if they admitted they knew how to fix her, that would mean that they were admitting that they knew what what happened and they were trying to hide it. Still, she she could easily have just been dying from the thing naturally. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but I. Yeah, but I. Anyway, that's my opinion on what. Yeah, I think I was because they were lying and saying. I could see that being his thought process, just being like, "You could have fixed this the whole time, but you have your conspiracy." But yeah, that was funny. That scene with him and uh, Bashir coming in and kind of 
good cop, bad copping, or it did feel very, like, end of, like, you know, any sort of insert your favorite crime drama thing here where there's, like... Monk. Sort of the lead detective and then the sidekick that gets to occasionally talk. So, like, Cisco's monk and, you know, uh, Bashir's the bosomy blonde woman. Is she bosomy? Sure I don't remember. Bosomy. Oh, I don't remember her being yeah. bosomy. The second one. there were two of them, right? Monk yeah. being bosomy. The best description I ever heard of that was Monk, everyone's parents' favorite show. <laughs> I like That's true. One well, thing, I like oh, the episodes said, I saw. You've said that before. Well, it's not my line. I've seen it. I've read it. Chris is like, oh, yes, that's right. I am the brilliant <laughs> No, no, no. It's, I did that. It is not mine. <laughs> it still would have been funny if you were like, oh, yes, I did, didn't I? But, yeah, but I'm not I, Bashir. That's the thing. I think Cisco would have been the, the sidekick. Well, but he was taking the lead on the um, accusation yeah, he front. He would have been the hawk to <laughs> Bashir Spencer. See what you what did show was that? Spencer for Hire, where he played the character Hawk. Who was the sidekick of the lead character. You're great. Uh, so we, we see the pools where the symbionts live. Mm-hmm. I assume that, are they symbionts that are that they're recently bred? Do These baby symbionts I, that are waiting for hosts? That's what I was a little, Who are these That's people? a little unclear on. Like, I, I wonder if it can also be like a holding pen for like a symbiont if there isn't a candidate ready. I don't fucking know. Maybe it's retirement they say, home for old symbionts. <laughs> they no say longer... immediately when they think Jadzia is about to kick it, get ready the next host. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm guessing that they were maybe like the younglings, mm. you know, that like before they get implanted for the first time, they have to live in the pool Don't for know. a while. Unclear. It's weird. I'm sure Timor, the, the guy that guards them down there in their pool wasteland, is doing inappropriate things oh, with yeah, them. He's definitely jerking off into the pool. Did you see how milky that water was? <laughs> yeah. See, I, I actually, I like that. <laughs> Oh, no, that explains it. See, the she, jizz concentration yeah, is after, too after, high in after here. She, after They're she not happy. The, after Gen Z gets out of the pool, he's like, uh, you're on the pill, I hope, right? Yikes. Oh, no! <sighs> Eek. So, actual uh, question. You're probably right, though. Mm-hmm. Yikes. So, we have this pool full of worms. Mm-hmm. And, and soup. Uh, yeah, soupy worms. They can communicate with each other by electric zapping each other. <laughs> yep. How did we ever learn how to communicate with them in the first place? Other than, let's see what happens when we put these things in our pouch. <laughs> um, uh... I don't know, evolution. Because, you know, Timor's just watching them like, oh, yeah, they get feisty when you don't feed them right or something. It's like, Jesus Christ, you're acting like these things are your pets. Yeah, but you're assuming also, though, that it was always humanoid trills and... Worm trills? Worm trills. Worm trills. Like, worm like, for all we know, it was the worm, you know, the worms probably came first, or they came at the same time, eh. And, they evolved uh, together kind of a thing? Yeah, or like yeah, their the, earlier the, forms of the trill humanoids were like... The, the original symbionts were probably just a fucking parasite. Well, that's what right? I think. I think they're still parasites. I think that's... Oh, oh yes, absolutely. I think yeah. they, you know, they clearly are pretty weak on their own. Yeah. They and can't live very yeah, well. Yeah, and we've talked about, you know, are they, like, how sentient, or sapient, I guess is the better term, how sapient are the symbionts, or are they literally just a way to keep the memories of past hosts yeah, alive. I think they, they've got to be more than just a hard drive. How? Why? why? Why do you say that? Where is your proof? I don't know. I don't know if... Because I don't know if the Dax symbiont is literally just Curzon plus Tobias. I forget the rest of them. Torias plus the other one plus whoever else was there. There's like eight of them now. You're not Torias. And Tarias. Varad. Varad's in there now too. Varad had him for a day. Yeah, I... Yeah, it's unclear. 
I think they probably are are sapient but i just don't think that they because that's what they're electrical they're talking to each okay. other okay yeah. i mean the cats talk to each other birds talk to yeah each but other. yeah you well, hear them every fucking morning that's mostly true. they're just saying who wants to fuck that's true or this is my tree piss yeah. off but i do think they need to you find your own i tree. don't know that the consciousness if there is a consciousness of the of the symbiont communicates with the consciousness of the host like the host it's complicated yeah yeah I don't know. Like, I don't know if, like, do the hosts have conversations in their heads with their symbionts? I don't, I don't no, know. No, I don't think so. It's a meld, it's a merging, they say. I think it's yeah, more but the of mer- like but the a result memory of the, dump. Yeah, the result of the merge is a memory dump, but it's only of the previous hosts. But all of the previous hosts. But all of the previous hosts. Well, yeah, but also Dax is in all of them. What do you mean? Like, I don't know, it seems like Dax, they... I don't think, has a personality of its own. Oh, I don't think that's true. I think the personality of Dax about... is the amalgamation of the personality. Yeah, of that's the what host. I was. Well, yeah, but don't they talk about how? Isn't there an episode where they talk about how part of the reason why people are weeded out is because their personality is like too weak to battle the the. I, I think don't it's... know. I feel like this episode entirely upends that and says, well, yeah, that's... And says that's not even a thing. Yeah, that's fair. I also think though <laughs> that it's it's like, yeah, there are people that are weak personalities i just think it's that they would be overshadowed by the personalities that came before that not came before. i see thank you those people the fresh ones it's like hey, this one never had anyone before yeah. you well, take like, it Varad, right like he was a fucking pissant yeah and he ta- and his whole personality changed once he got the the symbiont because yeah. dax is a very you know we're, we're told anyway that dax is a very confident assertive Okay. Yeah. We so hear the same the... thing about Jadzia. We hear like that she was kind of shy and nerdy and whatever else, and it seems to be not fully like the character that we see in the show, no. who has this level of of confidence about herself enough. Well, old so... man, what's his fuck? Also said the same thing about his brother. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's totally changed. Is it possible then that rather than a personality? symbionts have some kind of particular personality trait boost like you're adding six to charisma <laughs> some symbionts have cute. lots of charisma some symbionts have like the dax archery per- i don't know the, like the dax symbiont <laughs> adds 20 to horny yeah exactly yeah, the, 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 wait you gotta figure how much of a loser was that one host that even the dax symbiont couldn't get him to like go get laid but the other thing though is um not only do you get like like stat buffs, there's also nerfs. Mm. So like, hmm. if you get like one with a with a, like a low speech or low intelligence, like even if you're if you, if you're very smart beforehand, you just turn into a moron once you get planted. Brilliant! I love this. Thing. I'm just saying this could be it. This this might be what it is. We've solved we've solved like the problem. It. I mean, I think what it comes down to is I feel like probably even. In the writer's room, they weren't entirely sure, and they kind of left it vague. Well, you yeah. telling me they won it? <laughs> I believe the term is wanged. <laughs> um, oh, but I was going to say earlier, I actually quite like the idea, though, of the Guardians, just these weird little, like... Pool boys? That just sit there, like, they, they get on... the pH on the pool? They, they forget how to people, because they deal with worms all day. Like, I What's love it when... like outside? Is it sunny? I'll uh, never see the sun again. Sunshine. But I also, I'm like... God, what a weirdo. May, may I ask what you're doing? Oh, of course. Ugh. What are you and doing? Then, and then Bashir drowns him in the pool. In his own gross, jizzy soup. Oh my god, that's not his jizz. It is. <laughs> it's fucking miso. They love miso. The symbionts, oh my god, the symbionts are just sperms that have been to the Genesis planet. 
Jesus and the gym. Chris is so upset. There was a good line where they're talking about, you know, oh no, what if what if Jadzia rejects the the symbiont? Oh no, that would be terrible. And Bashir tells her, I wouldn't worry about the rejection just yet. That's my job. <laughs> Bashir out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This this episode. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't terrible. Just no. it didn't do anything. No. For we me. we learned that Bashir hates beets. Oh yeah. <laughs> in the in the original script, it was going to be rutabagas, but they thought beets was funnier. But I think rutabagas is hilarious. But here's the thing, though: rutabagas don't taste like anything. No, also, I'm thinking of the other ones. What are the turnips? Wh- no, uh, turnips? like white carrots. Like Aren't rutabagas rutabagas kind no. of like white carrots? No, that's uh, like no, it's not a turnip. You know what it is? Parsnip. Potatoes. Parsnip. parsnip. A parsnip. What, what I actually, are, I, it's funny, I know someone who is allergic to carrots. What is a rutabaga? But she can have parsnips. Wow. How do you spell rutabaga? Uh, you know that carrots R-U-T-A-B-A-G-A. No, that was because of some like, king or another. Yeah, the, the and it's king, a root vegetable. Orange. What a fucking But yeah, no, she talks about that she has oh, to. Oh, yeah, these things. Let me see. I think most people, I'll tell you why I think beets are funnier. Because I couldn't draw that picture to my face to know what a rutabaga was. I couldn't even picture what a rutabaga looked like. Oh, that's a rutabaga. I thought that was a beet. Them's yeah, a rutabagas. It looks like a beet. Mm. It's a rutabaga. Also, though, I think um, I, like beets are very stereotypical of like a thing that people are... Yeah, you don't like, like Particularly uh, children. Like like beets and Brussels sprouts are like the two things that... Yeah, they're, they're sort of stereotypical. You know, beets look more like all yeah. red radishes. Yeah. Um, I, let, I, I put some radishes in this special dirt and they came Shut up, up all child. weird. You're the worst. My very, very last note is the, epi- the episode title should have been Earworm. Just happened. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Say, say the joke again. I missed it. Nope. nope. I was trying you to, had, I was trying you to had answer. One try. <laughs> all right. That's good. Should have called it Earworm. End the episode. We're not, we're not fucking topping that. Um. Hang on, these beats are important. I thought that it was nice that Jadzia was like, oh yeah, I fucking love them. She, he's like, oh, do you like beats? And she's like, yeah, love them, bitch. <laughs> do you I think, love them uh, just because you don't. Ha ha. So Cisco cooked the beats, right? I'm assuming, yeah, he cooked. Yeah, do you think? Cooked, yeah. Are you going to say what I think you're going to say? Are they beats by Ben? Oh, no, I was going to ask if... <laughs> I don't get it. I was going to ask if it's he like, dropped the beats. Like beats by Dre. It's a, it's it's a, a headphone headphones. brand. By Dr. Dre. Oh, since we've kept going anyway. Odo attempting to stir. Oh my god, where he was just spinning the bowl. bowl. Oh, I loved it. And Kira called called him cute. You think he like was like, I'm cute, I'm cute. And like flew around the room a little. He turned into a hawk, took some did a couple flips. Yeah. Yeah. He won't be able to return to his liquid form that night. (laughs) Uh, He just turned into a liquid form in his pants. Are you kidding me? His pants are just him. <laughs> well, that's disgusting. He just jizzed in himself. It's weird. <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> I'm glad that, like, the only thing I really ever have to offer this show is just really disgusting blue jokes. Like, I'm just like, yeah, man, Star Trek. How about some jizz? Nice. Cool. <laughs> I do. I do. It would have been nice, though, to actually see a sort of a fuller, like, Look at his boner. Oh, chilling sorry. out, having a meal together scene. Without it O'Brien. It already was. I wonder if they didn't invite O'Brien because of Keiko. Like, he would have insisted she come. No, she, she was already gone, gone by that point. Yeah, but she'd be like, oh, they're having a party? Well, I, it's only I three hours. I could zoom in. <laughs> yeah, I'll zoom into the fucking beat party. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think it was funny, though, that they, like, 
Only characters we've seen in civilian clothes before still have them. I didn't even notice. Like, I get that Dax had just got off work, but Bashir was there in full uniform, and it was like... have also gotten off work. Yeah, I guess so. Because mm-hmm. right, Kira was in civilian clothes, but is that outfit they already had for her, because it was the one she wore when she uh, went to chill at the monastery with Father What a Waste. Is that what she wore? I only remember because she had the she has the weird like very loosely knit like duster. No, see, I don't. I can only well, I like picture her in, in her. I'm pretending to be a prostitute costume. I forgot about that one. I was thinking of her mirror universe costume. <laughs> nice with her tin foil uh, rolled up tin foil crown. I think she was thinking more of the uh, pleather ass. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's a good. She could good. She yeah, good. She Kira's hot, good. man. Good. Kira's hot. I'm into it. All right. You know what else I'm into? What? Moving on from this episode. Okay. So we can go about the rest of our days. Let's do it. Not that there's really anything to do, so we're all stuck inside. The clock has stopped moving, by the way. It needs new batteries. Is it new batteries, or, or is it stuck? Maybe it's died. Maybe it's it finally... might be stuck. No, it might be stuck on the... Floor. We've ignored it twice, so it's finally just like, fuck it. Well, anyway, next week we're going to talk about two more episodes of a Star Thing, Deep Space Thing. Yep. Okay. And they're going to be Second Skin and The Abandoned. Woo! Cool. Is the second skin about the foreskin, do we think, or... Oh, I know what the second skin's about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Don't tell. I don't want to be spoiled. It's about the third skin. It's the one in between second skin and the foreskin. Oh. So it's like subskin. <laughs> this is what happens when Odo just is inside himself. <laughs> Nailed it! Oh, boy. I just fucking... That thing that I just did, I just Shrill. laughed like a fucking kettle. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, if you like what you heard, and I don't mean my shrill <laughs> kettle scream, just I just mean the head. episode, uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook by giving us a little searchy search, a star to steer her by. We are at SSHB Podcast on Tumblr and Twitter. You can also visit our website, SSHBpodcast.com. It's just really a link to the Tumblr for now, but someday... After it's wrapped itself in a cocoon and waited a few months, it's going to emerge a beautiful butterfly. Or it'll just be fucking Tumblr, whatever. But you should check out the Tumblr, because there's lots of fun writings there. We got the fanfics, we got articles about dickhead admirals, and... You plug this every week, and then I just feel bad that we haven't added anything in a while. Well, <laughs> we fucking We have articles that were written four years you, ago. You write something. No, I don't want to. Well then, shut well, up. You were Fine, write I'll write poetry. Yeah, from but, O'Brien to Keiko. Yeah, but it was just going to be James Joyce's letters. Do it. I wasn't. No, but I was literally just going to read James Joyce's letters. I wasn't actually going to really write anything. I was going to write Keiko instead of Nora. That was going to be the extent. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm just trying to explain to Ames why that's not a good idea. I think was. I think you should write some custom letters though. You want me to write some actual... Change change an occasional word to be more O'Brien appropriate. Potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they were written by James Joyce, so potatoes probably already in there. fart in my face, (laughs) right? Feed me potatoes. Quaff in my mouth. You're you're quaffed in my face. Wow. That's Canadian. Please end this episode. Anyway, we'll be back next week. I've been Caitlin. I'm Jake. This has been Chris. This is always Ames. Rule of acquisition number 286. When Morn leaves, you know the night's over. It's a real rule. It is now or something. It should be. It should be. Whatever. I don't know. I just wrote down the acquisition. No, no. The the response is stabs Rob repeatedly. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs)